Wow, we've been uh, praising all night the return of a leader of men, a champion of all causes, the effervescent, the king, the master of ceremonies, ringleader, bass fisherman, beer-drinking barbecue specialist, genius, talented, entertaining, the return of serve, the return of glory, the return of... TC and Jake... Jake, it's uh, it's one of our last shows in April. It's one of our last two April shows. Yeah, you gonna miss this month? No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't really thought about it to be honest with you. <laughs> Can't tell you the last time I thought about the month as it pertained to anything other than when we were being paid. April twenty twenty two. A big one, one of the one of the great Aprils. So I will say this, just real quick. If I was supposed to hear the open, I didn't. But it oh. seems like usually you can do that on the fly. But I can hear yeah. you fine. Okay, yeah, we're fine. Who and cares? I don't know, you know, what sort of, what sort of popping audio you have to play, anyways. But no, I don't. Uh, I None don't... now. But I do have an announcement. Not a specific announcement, but just a vague announcement that uh, I am in multiple ways back on my oprah bullshit fuck yeah so that's because to come okay because that then i can table like i was actually going to ask you something like i haven't done anything like this in a long time mm-hmm. um but i was just gonna be like hey dude could you spend like two hours finding me the choicest nugs of johnny dev yeah uh it seems like there's a lot of good stuff but i i don't have i don't have a handle yet i no I wish I could just understand what was going on with the whole thing. Like, who's the bad guy? We're just going to feel, well, that's what's so compelling about it. You know, it's a true, it's a true confliction of, uh, of emotions. You know, some lady I've never heard of and some guy I've always hated. Don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like a guy of the Titans guy who almost certainly beat his, uh, his female, uh, you know, I don't even know what the word would be, companion, uh, and a guy who was almost certainly getting beat by said female companion. Uh, let's take this a step further. Guy who I think a lot of women could probably beat up, thereby negating the uh, implicit bias that that's why it's worse when a man responds to a woman beating them up. You know, that's always what you say is like, well, yeah, but like naturally. You can do a lot more damage, you know, as a male to a female than they can do to you. So you just have to go with the calm down. Like this is the Dez argument, right? Yeah. Like this with is his interesting. mom. Should it's the like, standard okay. just be that the smaller person, regardless <laughs> of gender, is uh, is you know the person who ought to be protected? But see, if I'm an attorney, I got I'm gonna see if I can take the standard further and like possibly. If I could, as Exhibit A, have both parties do like one round of American Gladiators, <laughs> because I don't just think size is all that matters here. You know, like Would every federal court have to like add a, an American Gladiators room. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. It's televised. The jury gets to watch it live. Like uh-huh. it doesn't even have to be recorded, you know, but like I've definitely known dudes before who had a slight bit of size on their uh on their female in their life and i definitely in a heated exchange that got physical would have taken the female yeah 
So we can't just go with like their spark score, you know, for the combine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm trying to think of, you know, I mean, like I don't know. Like Nick, Nikki could beat the shit out of Josh. Let well, me just tell you that, cited or not? No, cited. Nikki could at least hold his own. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I know and what I you're saying, know. but I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. I feel like she's 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 got a level that you only kind of expect is there. And I know what he's about. You the know, biggest tree mark hugger that I would uh, <laughs> put against him is the the homeschooling. If Ooh, he yeah. if he was at regular school, good. yeah, I I feel like he would have had enough experience just mixing it up that he's got yeah. a little fight in him. But, but whatever, that's a big part of his vibe, though. Yeah, yeah. Homeschool. I, I think in the end, you're, the homeschool is, I'm, I'm at the very least not betting on the fight. So in court, you know, how does that play out? If, if <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Johnny Depp is just the guy that I've always thought, I don't I you know, I, I, I never liked the guy. Uh, but I also know that neither one of us have time to sit there and go through hours and hours of their testimony. But the tidbits I've heard, I'm like... You know, if I were unemployed right now, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be watching a lot of this. Yeah, they're having a good time over there, it appears. <laughs> yeah. Like, if Megan Fox beats the shit out of Machine Gun Kelly. Who is like, uh, he should going back to rap. Did you see that? Like, No, I did not. I did not. I got super triggered uh, when he put that album out. And a lot of people were like, you cannot tell me that this is any worse than anything Blink ever did. I just, I don't know. That, it could be right. I don't know. I listened to a couple songs of it. Of course it's not right. What are you kidding? Like. I'm just saying I'm obviously biased, right? Like, I mean, It doesn't mean you don't have ears. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. I, I just, with music, I always try to like think, all right, this is just the ultimate subjective thing. And I don't want to. No, it's not. Some stuff sucks know. and some stuff doesn't. Honestly, he's got songs that are fine. But like to say that it's like there there is an objective measure somewhere like uh blinks just better well and see that's one of the worst things about uh mr orange county percussion himself being the biggest whore and apparently the only drummer in the world mm -hmm. uh yeah. and lending lending his credibility to any of these fucking schlubs then people are like all right well that's a third of it now we got this other okay. guy how much so it's like fuck i don't know all i know is i don't like this guy and I also think if his wife beat him up, you know, he would have a claim in court of being like, I fought back, you know, and I should not be held to a different standard than her because I look like this. Travis is great and obviously the third best member of the group. So you can't tell me that just having Travis means, well, we're most of the way there. I don't know. That's I, I don't really want to debate this. I just because I view them as the ultimate uh, like I don't really want to debate which of the triplets was best. Because I only know them as uh, working in concert together. It's probably Troy. But you don't know. Well, I would say the highway to Henrietta puts them over the top for me. Driving down 66, brother. Mm -hmm. You going to go? Uh, no, I'm not. Were you not invited? No, I was not invited. When is it? Uh, if you're going to throw that at me, you better know. He recently had a 50 days till, so it's about 50 days away. 
June 11th. Troy uh, Aikman's personal music festival being held in his hometown. Where it, it, and I'm like, I know that Jub is involved and it seems like a really cool event um, for people that are into that sort of thing. But I'm telling you, if he doesn't do driving down 66, like what the fuck are we doing here? There's no way he's going to do driving down 66. I know. And that's upsetting to me. Like he has an actual country album. Like George is like the fourth bill and like the, the other three bill, the other three in in front of him are all like platinum recording artists. Yeah. Is like, it's just cause they do the radio show. Like I've seen the bird dogs. I like the bird dogs. They've never sold it. They probably haven't sold a million albums cumulatively. Right. Well, with all due respect, but actually, as I'm looking at it now, it's more like their sixth, which is not, you know, too much different than what you said. But yes, the top five are definitely all massive, massive artists. But the three below them are kind of like I've I've heard the name, but like, is the draw too much? I can honestly tell you that that's a good perspective. I was just looking up and going, what's going on here? But you're right. It's not like they're last, and it's not like anyone under them. I'm like, how's that going on? Right. They probably like, what, just what? They, they blew their wad on the big names and they had to <laughs> round out the bill with some budget choices. Which, I mean, how many times have uh, we been at places where you're like, you know what? I'm, do- I'm, I'm digging this budget choice right now. Of course. Like, I'm, I'm telling seeing- you, I enjoy seeing the bird dogs. Yeah, so do I. I mean... I've never seen them like in a setting like this, so maybe that would be even cooler. It's a big deal for George, which anything that's a cool deal for George makes me happy. But I also think if he doesn't compel contractually in his writer, Troy Aikman, to do Driving Down 66, then it's a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, I just I I don't I if I if I organized my own music festival, I wouldn't want it to become a venue for people to laugh at me. What are you talking about? That's a fucking stone cold classic. That song's incredible. The only real crime here is that Coach Joe is not alive, alive to do "Take My Body Back to Texas." Well, we're which is an actual song he wrote about you know when he dies, and I assume when he died in Milan, they did in fact have to take his body back to Texas. Indubitably, take my body back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great song. I'm what telling is going you. on? Like, by the way, was the he guy like, who he heard he Coach Joe overheard someone else talking about it, and so they like felt bad. Like he's like, "Oh, you guys making an album?" And it was and it was out. either tell him how we really feel or just shut up and let him on the album. And anyways, here's his song. It is funny though. Like if you think about uh, the way we talk about uh, pre-murder, anyways, boss man fat. And this has come up a number of times over the years, right? Name an athlete who's into music. And I'm like, hey, you guys know like Jay Novacek, Moose, Coach Joe, Troy, that they put out like an actual country album. I very seriously doubt anybody was too worried about it at the time. Now, I guess they were winning. But also the guy who produced the album, convicted pedophile. Well, you know, that's always hard. To get around to find someone who hasn't, you know, shot a woman in the head or done some <laughs> yeah, kind exactly. of pedophilia. Right. Phil Spector didn't shoot that lady till way later. Though, so, <laughs> you know, come on. Uh, it's what, cool. What is the story on the producer? It, it was after, right? Shirley? Yeah. Tell me yeah, he I believe, done it before. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, see, the first I you got to give credit to Pete Friedman on this one because I believe he was the first person I ever saw do this article. Um, and the article or the album is called "Everybody Wants to Be a Cowboy," and a lot of the songs were uh, were written by a guy named Doc Swicegood. Let's look up Doc Swicegood. Um. Man. Oh, well, here's a Jane Doe versus the estate of William Spice Good. That doesn't seem good. <laughs> what? Why does uh, she want that? Let me see. I swear. Let's see. Okay. While he was accomplishing that in the public sphere, however, he may have been up to no good behind closed doors. In 1996, he was accused of sexually abusing a 14-year-old patient of his. Per the patient's mother, so he was an actual doctor. <laughs> so Troy Aikman's album was produced by a, a medical doctor. Yeah, but he was like a doctor of sound. But he was stoked on country music, though. Was he like, uh, like, like how at Abbey Road they used to like wear lab coats, or uh, like what you you brought, or you you know that era of music in like the forties, whenever they were recording stuff, they would wear lab yeah. coats. Yeah, it was like basically. And so just he like, just kind of never got out of that. Right. He was just looking at waveforms yeah, and like taking notes. Stuck uh, in the past in many ways. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is this, dude, this is like honestly when this album came out. Oh, no. In 93, it was released. So not entirely. There you go. But it says, He's uh, got a full three years to do his, uh, he okay, so I'll continue here. He was accused of sexually abusing a 14 year old patient of his, per the patient's mother. Swicegood used, quote, a mutual interest in music to strike up a relationship. That's about the most generic. Oh, you like music? Like, yeah, like at least make it like anime, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> something that's kind of out there. Uh, with his patient, who he allegedly had sex with for three consecutive days in May of 94, he is also accused of groping the teen in June of 95. Uh, per an AP article in 96, Swicegood coerced the girl into having sex by telling her he wanted to marry her and threatening to kill himself if anyone found out about the relationship. Mm, I don't like it. Well, I got a turn for you. He's, he went on to do good things? He went on to deliver on that threat. No. I mean... Yeah, how... How big of a loss is that? Bro, the article from the AP came out on December 8th. On December 9th, he was found in his garage with the car turned on and the door closed. So maybe by the time it published, they'd already done it. Uh, maybe you get a tip, you know. It's coming out, but I, I don't know. That's imagine, we need to talk to the writer. Like, has, has he been spending his life being like, was I typing about this guy threatening to kill himself as he was fucking sitting dead in his car? I mean, I think you'd feel better about that than he saw. Like he he hit he went to the wire that day and saw the story and was like, the way he writes that, it sounds persuasive. I might as well. Wow, that's insane. Maybe that you know what probably that's story. why Troy doesn't do the song. That yeah yeah yeah. I mean it's, that <laughs> kind of makes it a black mark. You yeah. uh, you should ask him about this, dude. Ask who? Ask who? 
The guy that made an album with him. Surely he knows all this stuff and probably has some other recollections. You're telling me that there's an NFL Hall of Fame quarterback who had a fucking pedophile who killed himself within days. Uh, fucking, uh, there was, that he was just like going to work with and like writing about fucking whatever. Like he wrote, and, and you're not curious? I want you to tell me how many conversations you think I've had with Troy Aikman. I mean, uh, you... We both understand that you could talk to Troy Aikman if you wanted to. How? Call him tomorrow, dude. Who's giving me his number? I know that he would throw a fit, but if you had half a sack, you could get Fernando to do it. Not a chance, bro. He's going to throw a fit. You're going to have to get past it. You can, though, dude. Not One off-season Troy visit... You're telling me that he gets to talk to him every single week and they won't give you one offseason. Like, they're not going to talk to Troy for months. We can't have one time they were like, hey, please, you know. And, like, dude, offer him something else. Make it a trade. Do you have nothing appealing that, that Fernando would want? Is that what you built? You've had how many years as a host? And there's, there's zero connections you've made that would be good for in a trade? What I'm hearing here is a guy who has been out of the building for too long who might not fully remember how this works. And I might be speaking from experience on us trying this before. Well, I mean, you know what? The, the We're big, not getting Troy. The big factor that's, uh, that's throwing me off is, uh, is not that I've been out for too long. It's that I forgot that you're not me. <laughs> you forgot that I'm a giant pussy and that you would, uh, <laughs> not a giant pussy, just a guy who's never really had the kind of like one-to-one -one connection with Mike that I do. Didn't he like threaten you multiple times or something? No, definitely not. Uh, I, I thought y'all got crossways over like audio or something. Me and Trey are not the same guy, Jake. We're different. You have I two. definitely know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, like anyone who's uh, spent any amount of time around him, it's it's hard to say it's been 100% uh, smooth sailing, but it's pretty good, dude. It, we've, like, you know. Uh, you both love books about college football. We love books about college football. We That's talk very about true. that. He likes yeah. Notre Dame. Like, we have, like, there. Oh, it's not like our one. personalities have zero similarities. You both love Jordans. Uh, we do, yeah, dude. Fernando's got the my... freshest, the freshest feet in that whole complex. I'm including the Mavericks. <laughs> uh, there, there have been times that we, uh, you know, kind of like held our sneakers against one another, kind of be like, <laughs> "Hey, dude, nice pair, nice pair." You brought um, it today. If you want me to ask him, I will. Okay, thanks. Do that and get back to me, man. Sorry about the Bulls. What if I do? You wouldn't would even do thrilled. it then if I if I like got Fernando to be like yes absolutely I and it wouldn't even be a trick I would just walk him through the whole thing I'd be like yeah you know you remember Troy recorded an album well anyways that guy <sighs> turned out he's a pedophile when they found it out they killed himself and I just think the whole thing's a fascinating story and I could just say it heart to heart man to man and I think that he would just yeah, understand me as a person and be like. <sighs> Yeah, you know, the way you sketch out the vision, like, I just fucking, I want to help any way I can. Well, dude, you could give us Troy's number. Did you see the climate guy who lit himself on fire? I did hear about that a little bit, although I'm sure that you know more than me, given that it's your area of special interest. So, I mean, the I, all, I, I probably read a second article as opposed to the one that maybe other people have seen, but uh, it was brought up by several people. 
when we did like a brief drive-by on this story on the air that like I feel like lighting yourself on fire with gasoline is not like eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know. You I mean, know. it's a small trade, right? For the, for the, you know. What exactly did he trade though? Uh, I mean, I think he, in his mind, like he thought, you know, they're going to convene, like this will be the main topic at Davos. What's- We're going to take this cl- climate thing seriously now because this bloke from Boulder roasted himself on the steps of the Supreme Court, which as far as symbolic moves go, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's better than like kind of down the street from the White House. Yeah. The the White House has to be off the table because you're just not yeah. going to have the kind of shock and awe that you want. Although yeah. they do give tours. I mean, they're, they're looking at you, but if, if all you've got is like, uh, they probably are watching for flammable something or other. Like you can't bring yeah. it in a gas can, but enough to get yourself on fire. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get kicked out of White House tours. So that's satire and I'm ending it there. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just like what's the what's the hit rate on self-immolations having anything close to their desired effect? Like. Even I, I would I in my mind, and I'm I'm very interested if anyone knows more about the history of self-immolations than uh than you or I if, if they have some some info, but I'm thinking the all-timer is the uh the rage cover guy, right? The Tibetan monk, Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, I mean there's no way he was a Tibetan monk in Vietnam. Oh, it's I thought not Tibetan Tibet. monk like actually meant like a school of like monking. <laughs> I think it's monks from Tibet. It, okay, it might well, be just, a school, but if it's a school, it's probably a school located in Tibet. I understand that, but I thought that the practice was called that like as a type of Buddhism that extended beyond just actually being in Tibet. I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. You know that I'm not sure, but I do think that he was another kind of monk. Uh, you get a different kind of monk, folks. And it's not like the war ended right that second. What was I? He was like uh, protesting the regime that we were uh, backing up, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and so I, I think that his message got through, and people were like, you know, are we the baddies in a way that they hadn't before? That's my understanding of the event. Is that you know the American public, or at least some you know the hippies, for a second were like. Fuck, I I don't think we should be fighting for this guy. And then they were um, like, oh, anyways, whatever, just re-elect yeah. Nixon. Yeah, we'll just bomb other countries. I mean, it's not like the hippies elected Nixon. It was the other people. But yeah, he won by a lot, didn't he? I mean, what's a lot, you know? Like 60-40 is pretty commanding, but that means that 40% of the people. 40 is a lot. I guess the upshot is that there were just way fewer hippies than we were led to believe. Yeah, well, I mean, just the thing you always got to keep in mind is that the I, I don't know I'm I don't know how the median voter has changed over time, but I would bet that it's always much older than whatever you think it is. By the way, have you ever read about Operation Northwood today? Really, for the same reason that you did. Yeah, I'd I'd heard of it before, but I needed to refresh myself on what it was. The same reason that you did is uh, that we were listening to. Uh, and just so glad you could join me, dude. 
I mean, I don't know how you're going to leave uh, with the rest of the playoffs now that you know how good the Bill Simmons podcast is during the NBA, the hoop season. I but, will not hear another second of it until there's something we can use on the show in it. Other you than could, that, your your ratings would go up if every Monday all you did was just replay the Rusilla Simmons podcast in full. Because we Dan and I split up uh, the first hour of the show because we weren't exactly sure when the Mavs were. And I ended up with 30 minutes of non-Mav stuff that we couldn't use for the show. And it was God-fucking-awful. You could have just asked me, dude. I mean, it was so bad. I could have told like, you I, this in the beginning. I mean, to me, like, I'm not like, you know, the the Toss Mellis and Skeets level of NBA fan. But I feel like Bill Simmons' podcast is for people who don't fucking watch basketball, like, at all. Well, that feels like a shot. Yeah, of course it is. I, um, I think it's really bad. Like I've watched all he, I mean, these Mavs playoff games. There's just so many times where he says stuff, and I'm well, like, except for the one Saturday. Okay, well, that was a big one. They lost. They did, but it just anyways. didn't feel like it was going their way. But I did think Haralabob had a good point, and the way he framed it when talking about Kyrie was actually something we've talked about a little bit with like QAnon people. Yeah, I think we're we're yelling this point over and over, or at least I am yeah. in my mind. Yeah, like we talked about this with David Ruff when we had him on, right? Yeah. It's like there's all sorts of shit that like people have testified in front of Congress about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a conspiracy theory. It's just stuff that you don't hear people talk about all the time. Get it? You should definitely get into that stuff. Like, There you know, are secret the, nefarious things that are 100% going on in the world. And like you can dedicate your life to learning about the ones that are that they didn't do a good enough job of covering their tracks. And like we all and there's like a lot to learn about it. Uh, and so, you know, being like, yeah, but what if they fake the moon landing? Like, is just not, you know, it's although that, Kyrie. Uh, the, the Kubrick documentary is good. The, uh, room 237 or whatever. You the one that? that was made as an apology, right? They say that, uh, the shining is Kubrick That's apologizing right. for, uh, for faking, faking the, the moon. moon <laughs> he was the director of the moon landing footage. <laughs> And he felt bad about it, so he had to, you know, go and fucking do his mea culpa by putting a rocket on Danny's shirt in a key scene. <laughs> I, I like if right now, like tomorrow when I turned on the news and I was like kind of ignoring the war in Europe, but like all of a sudden I noticed like there was a certain pop to it, and I'm like, hmm, I'm somewhat back in. And then like ten years from now, I found I found out it was Bay Bruckheimer. I'd have been like, I don't, I'm not mad at that at all. Mm-mm. Like I don't care yeah. that you misled the public, me, the implications. I don't care. Like that sounds like I would sign up for that right now. Yeah, and it's, don't fuck around and make it some art house guy. No, well they would totally dude. miss the plot. They but, would. Uh, yeah, that Operation Northwood shit is I, – I remember hearing about things like – you know, like you would even hear about this like with the Red Scare, right? That CIA, FBI, whoever would commit acts against people in the names of co- – I mean, hell, you hear about this with Black Lives Matter, like the idea of like state actors doing things – and immediately trying to sell the idea that it was a Black Lives Matter thing, right? 
Yeah. And I mean, but you I know, didn't know it had a name as a coordinated effort in the 60s. Yeah. The, the, what it was for listeners who aren't, uh, you know, into this sort of thing. Um, the CIA went to Kennedy and were like, hey, we've got this plan. It's pretty much done. Just go ahead and sign off. And the plan was to uh, like sink ships of Cuban refugees, um, assassinate key like uh, Cuban refugees who are already living here, and just generally kill a lot of people and commit a lot of acts of terrorism. They were uh, gonna shoot down planes. That made it look like that the the Cuban government was doing it as a pretext for invading Cuba. Like they were yeah. like, what if we do enough stuff that we can pin on Cuba that we get to, uh, you know, invade Cuba? And the enough stuff was, uh, it's a horrific list. Yeah. <laughs> it's so shocking. <laughs> Kennedy said no. And then he died. That's <laughs> so what happened after that. <laughs> you know? Well, uh, you know, yeah. his, his brother ran for office. Well, what happened to him? He died too. Oh no! And there was a you know a horrible one of the the great Americans of all time agreed upon by everyone. Uh, you know was was kind of raising some similar points about you know what what is the the moral direction this country wants to go and what happened to him? He was also shot. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but what a strange string of coincidental events. That's well. I was just I a weird it, time, yeah. though. It was kind of like everyone was getting chopped down. Like, Barry Goldwater was killed. Nixon was killed. Oh, no. I don't think... Uh, I'm looking at both their Wikipedia pages. I don't no, think that's they die of old age comfortably in their homes? Huh. <laughs> in their in their countryside dachas? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you oh, look at yeah. that? But it, I, it did make me think, like, how how cool it would be like, I remember Joe Kim Noah used to do this a little bit. Uh, and there have been other, like, athletes here and there. Like, obviously, Kaepernick is the biggest one. But his, like, was way more of a clear, present moment uh, domestic thing. But, like, what if, like, every single time he went to the podium, Kyrie just started talking about Iran-Contra and the CIA selling crack domestically? I would love that. That would, like... That'd be how, the coolest thing an athlete has ever done. How come that's never happened? Like, because even because they make forty million dollars a year, and but dude, but what? Like, they're not they're not ever really about it, like they say they are. But he's fucking saging the court, uh, not playing in half the games because, like, I'm not putting that microchip in me. Like, fucking look at all yeah. this shit. Like, I don't know the fact that he's been willing to take some wild, make some wild moves. Uh, and, and that it hasn't ended in something like that. It's, it's disappointing, dude. He's not going in the right direction. I agree. Now I just, I, that it does, the, the Northwoods thing does match into my like general understanding of the history of the CIA and how all that stuff goes. Like, I just think that, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if they killed Kennedy. You know what I mean? I don't know if they did any of that stuff, but I, I think that you do need to look and see like, put yourself in the mindset of the people who are doing that stuff at that time. Like, as World War II is closing, they're getting going. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you're just feeling fucking triumphant from that. Uh, they, you know, like, are just 
all the information available to them says that they more or less control who's in power everywhere all the time. Like they're just fucking picking out leaders of who gets to like any state that's like producing oil. They're just fucking hands handpicking who's going to be run in that country and like not even trying, you know, like or bananas the, or rubber. Yes. Or, yeah, absolutely. Like the banana <laughs> trade. They're just like, this is ours now. Like banana plantations were just like fucking uh, places to launch fucking CIA operations from. And like, I don't even I I think it's very interesting, like which direction that's running. Right. Like, is it that the CIA saw an opportunity and they just wanted power like for the sake of power or is the banana trade so sufficiently powerful on itself because of its economic value that they're telling the CIA what to do? You know, like that they come in that they're like, yeah, you're going to need to stay close to us and install the people that we're looking for because this country runs on money and bananas make money. And so like you're going to put in the people that we want. Um, and I don't really know. I'm not know? sure. Yeah. I, I, I think there's books about it. I know there's books about it. I'd like to read them yeah. one day, but I, I have to finish the Tiger book first. Um, <laughs> I respect that. Tiger book is great. Uh, but like uh, every bit of information that, that the people running the CIA are holding in the beginning of the 60s is that there is absolutely no way to stop them. Like whatever you read about like how half-assed the Iran thing was, like uh, whenever they uh, they they overthrew, you know, before like two revolutions ago, right? Like not the not the Carter one that was overthrowing the government they installed, but the one that whenever they installed that government, um, uh, they just didn't even try. It was like one fucking dumbass fail son just being like, "Hey, generals, what if we just fucking like went over there and told them that we ruled now?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, okay," and it worked. And he was like. He was like fucked up the whole time. Yeah, he I remember did. that. Just like, he was like just drunk the whole time. Just kind of like slapping himself sober. Like, <laughs> oh, like okay, okay, right, I got, I got fucking. De- I got to pose. Right, I need some coffee. And yeah, yeah, I yeah just about that and coffee. Like, trying to get how? a little concentration. How back. did this happen? And it, and it wasn't even a problem. They controlled a country as a result of that. So like, why the fuck would you not choose who president is? Yeah, yeah, you know, like. I, I, there's nothing in your entire world that is telling you that this is something you can't do or that like it's a bad idea or that it's beyond the pale. Like it's just all green lights down the board. <laughs> okay. Uh, can I get you to go to a website for me real quick? Unless you want to hit a topic real quick on your end. We didn't really talk much before or anything. I shared uh, the lemon party link with someone on Twitter this week. What? You just fucking DMing the Lemon Party link? No, it's public. You tweeted that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that link still active? Uh, I'd well, like I guess to you say know the that answer. I don't know, but I did check before I sent it. <laughs> I Jesus. Say yes. Wow. When um, did that first come about? Oh, 2002. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Real pioneer in this space. Yeah. No, I do. I do have a brief thing, but I'm I'm also happy to go to your website. It's uh, so uh, I imagine you'll be fairly insulated from this, although I don't know that it's going to take. I don't know that that'll last forever. Mm-hmm. But seeing that I am uh, South Lake adjacent mm-hmm. on a map, I knew it was not going to be long before the Grapevine Colleyville ISD that they were like, "Boy, that looks awesome." We should try that here. Mm-hmm. 
regarding just the shit tons of pack money that is coming from outside to uh we actually heard from a guy uh i don't know if you remember this like maybe a year or two ago uh who was like a school board uh member for several years in in my city and she just eventually was like i'm out like i actually i think she ended up maybe getting beat in a in an election after being a member for like 20 years mm-hmm. like she was a former teacher she you know, cared about it in the traditional sense, but like wasn't really that political. Mm-hmm. And then these people showed up. You know, that's the uh, election I was had telling like you a about. Common sense, like, well, you know, I hope that all the kids are treated equally. Yeah, it's crazy, and that's. And I think I found out about that after I told you. I don't that, think any of them should be called slurs. Yeah, however many months ago, I got into a confrontation at my polling place over the CRT wheel. This yeah. is like. Week one of people finding out what that term meant who didn't like study critical cultural theory. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I knew this was probably coming. Well, now it's here and I'm getting bombarded with text messages and emails. Yeah. And so got? it was a little bit confusing because the text message I was getting uh, supporting two candidates actually is also tied to a political action committee. And I went to their website and I was like, well, this looks really awful also go to ttvpac.org and it's so funny to me because like this is a website that if it were shared in the group chat machine would immediately be like kj did you make this (laughs) yeah (laughs) like it's it's so bad dude it's nonpartisan though i saw that yeah yeah now the main page we don't have to go through all of it uh, or any of it, but if you click on about, they have a graphic that is so hot shit and I love it so much. And these are the people who are fighting the outside influence people who want to like basically commit a coup on the school board and ban all the books and get all this shit out. This like, is really these are good. the people, these are the people like I would have to vote for. Okay. Yeah. Well, and you're why 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 not support them instead? Well, I'm going to. It's just also the funniest website <laughs> I've ever fun seen. Of their design. <laughs> I guess they just had a dog named Jewel. Is that what I'm to understand? Uh, I haven't seen that name come up in any of the other. Uh, so what I'm what I am looking mailers. at is uh, yeah. you can play along at home. TTV pac.org click on yeah about. click on about there's a, a, a crude drawing of two trees <laughs> and uh one tree has a squirrel in it mm-hmm. and the other tree has a dog that's uh barking at it so i i think it's a barking up the wrong tree yeah i think so thing. uh-huh but the dog look looks angry and his mouth is open he has seven teeth, which I don't think is anatomically correct. Uh, Could be like one of those Australian ones. He's got a, a, a lot of slogans <laughs> that are coming out of his mouth. <coughs> and yeah, I, I guess that I am now understanding that they truly are a nonpartisan true Texas values political action committee. Yeah. Because it's pretty much just anything to do with politics. <laughs> except for the word conservatives i mean you'll note that's noticeably absent it's got rhinos yeah 
Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, it's it's got CRT. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I guess all these things are just fucking. But they have to say like so they're they're put into a, a very tough spot. No, but here's being... what I here's what I think that they're. I, I now I remember why I believe that this is truly because the dog is not a sympathetic figure. It's saying right. that the dog is bad. So it, yeah. the dog is like a depiction of these annoying fucking right wing people. And so that's why all the slow. Uh, okay, that that's, you're correct. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're in this very tough position of saying that they're against critical race theory in K through 12 schools. But they what they really mean is they're trying to say, because I've read through some of their stuff, that it doesn't exist, <laughs> uh, which, you know, is largely true. Mm-hmm. But they're they're in a very tough spot. <laughs> because this is a it, it's their position has almost been defined for them as being confusing, even though it's very straightforward. And even if you go back to like the the home page uh, and then scroll down like halfway through, they put images up of all of the uh, mailers that have sent out and uh, been sent out in Mansfield and Keller and now in GCISD, where. You know, they're all the same. They're all clearly done by an outside group that, you know, it's not a local organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so they're showing like how all this is, I don't know, trumped up and it's all about charter schools and closing down public schools. And it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Nah, you know, I think that we should be, you know, really take it seriously whenever the kids say that, uh, they feel like their classmates are treating them poorly. Okay. Yeah. Were you the dog barking? Well, that's the wrong tree. I don't know. It's just like, do I even want to get involved in this? Like, I halfway want to go to a meeting, you know? Because I'm I don't probably going to live here that, for a minute. That South Lake pot, like, whenever I visit your house and, and see your pool, and like, uh, I don't know, I, I just think you got a good thing going. You got wine burgers. Yeah, and, and I, I really, until I listened to that South Lake podcast, was like, are all of my deeply held beliefs that I've had my entire life wrong? Are the suburbs actually tight? And then I listened to that thing, and I was like, no. But they're not going to kick me out, you know? Like they're not going to kick not- you out, but like, and I, I don't like. It's not like I'm worried that your daughter is going to go to school and like she's going to be like, you know what? They're right. We should call the kids the N word. Like, but it's going to, like, she's probably going to have, uh, you know, uh, quality values, but like, it's fucking, it's obnoxious to have to be around people who don't, you know, like, it's going to be unpleasant for her. Like, and the, the fucking, uh, the chick in the, the South Lake thing, the girl that like, uh, got added to that Instagram group and all the kids are just like fucking making fun of her and insulting her just basically because she's alive, uh, I, you know, it, whatever. I'm sure there's assholes in the ISD schools too, but it seems like the assholes are uh, protected and empowered in a way that uh, is not true everywhere. But it wasn't in Grapevine. I don't want to paint everything with the same brush. And I don't know, dude. And by the time she's going to high school, it'll be fucking 15 years from now and it'll be very different. Who's to know how it goes? But whatever. I mean, I, 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 I can make a, a wager. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But but you know, I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah. Man, times do change. You wanna see my thing? Yeah. All right. <laughs>
check your phone. We'll see how long this takes to uh, to send over. Not the first time that we've done a segment like this, but it is only oh, the second. Oh, brother. The bird went down. No. <laughs> I crashed my drone again. It's not the same drone. It's a different drone. And uh, I'm here to let you know, I the, the big thing is wondering how long it's going to take, but I have already ordered the replacement and I had insurance on it. The replacement was just $170. Okay. So not that big a deal. But uh, I don't think that I hit anything. It's got an object avoidance system. Like this this one has a good object avoidance system. Uh, much better than, than the first one that I crashed. Uh, and based on where it did land, because, you know, obviously since I sent you the picture, I did find it, which felt like a fucking live issue for a second there. But it, it, <sighs> it gives you a point on the map where the last place it was before it... And I'm based on where like the debris was. Well, it was it was in front of a building, uh, like a you know big office building, and I sort of stood out front for a little while, and then like the security came out, and we're like, we know who you are. <laughs> You're the guy that owns this. Um, so I don't know exactly where it landed, but based on where like the you know the pieces of it that I found were, uh, I don't I don't think that it hit that building. I'm pretty sure it didn't hit that building. So, but didn't you have like some level of you know intrigue in what happened to it after the security guard said it to you and then blew smoke from a finger gun <laughs> and holstered it no no he said that, that someone th- else had turned it in that's like just a, a passerby had seen it laying on the ground and and i that all happened pretty quickly because I, I got over there pretty fast but yeah the, the first time i crashed it i was staring at it when it went into that tree but uh this time, you know, I was I was looking at the monitor, like I was looking at the the camera, and flying it sideways. And I mean, like the object avoidance works sideways too, you know. So I, I think that it, what happened, my best guess is that one of the rotors got loose and like the little the blade popped off, and you know, because just as the the motor's spinning, it's if you know if it's a little bit loose, it's going to become more loose. I probably should have just been more fastidious about checking it. But yeah, it was bad because I was getting some tight footage, bro. I feel like we really made some leaps and bounds. How often would you say you're uh, you're droning it up hours-wise per week? Uh, I mean, you know, like a lot of things, it comes and goes. There's times where I'll do it four hours in a week, and then there's, you know, several weeks will go by and I don't do it at all. So I, I guess it would average out to something around one. Is this good drone drone weather? Yeah. Would you prefer I'm, to do it? Yeah, it kind of depends on what you're trying to make, right? Like, uh, you know, if if you're trying to make a a goth music video, then the fact that there's no leaves on the trees is a real plus. But I love it that it's so green right now. And the the biggest thing is you want uh, not that much wind. If it's real windy, that'll fuck it up. You shouldn't fly if it's over like 25. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see. I had one other story I wanted to tell you. So I saw this, this is probably like almost a week old now. And at first I was really confused. So this 34, this is from the New York times, a 34 year old dude, uh, was arrested for threatening to blow up Merriam Webster's headquarters. Okay. Do you want to take a guess at why? Uh, Jane finally told him to. 
Jodie Foster. No, no, there are no, uh, no, uh, Hinkley ties here. It's the most obvious thing you could think of. It's because they've changed the definition of some words related to like gender. And he wants the, who cares? He had threatened to uh, shoot every employee and bomb its offices. He sent these emails, you know, from a, you know, an IP address that was traceable. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, the FBI tracked him down, threatened to kill every employee of the Massachusetts-based company, uh, charged with one count of, and I always think this is funny, one count of interstate communication of threats to commit violence. Like, I understand how it becomes like a federal issue, but it's just so funny to me that it's like he's in like Southern California. And if he threatened a a book company in San Francisco, they're like, fuck. Yeah. It's not our jurisdiction, guys. It does feel like it's, uh, you know, whenever it's a text message that. Yeah. uh, You know, that shit going to space. Yeah. (laughs) How are we deciding? It feels odd to me. Yeah. so this is the part that I, I I had forgotten about one of the uh, stories from the file of uh, the green M&M. Mm-hmm. And so when I was reading through the list of people he threatened, it is uh, Merriam-Webster, the ACLU, a New York rabbi. And like, you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then it said Lando Lakes. Oh, yes. And I was like, at first when I thought, I was like, the what the fuck? Could butter have anything to do with this? And then, of course, I was reminded that they took the pretty caricaturesque. It's not like it's Chief Wahoo, but I mean, they did have like a Native American woman or an indigenous woman, you know, as their logo. And they made the very controversial move to take that off of their package of butter. And this guy's like, I can't have that. Yeah. I'm sending a bomb to Land Lakes. This is the kind of like <laughs> certainly there's no doubt in my mind like you just wonder how this stuff happens right like like in a world where uh you know like before television um if if they the people had just taken the like uh, thing off the butter and like he just shows up at his uh grocery store and like there's a blank space where the uh, Native American woman used to be uh you know I I think that his most extreme reaction would be Huh. Huh. Um, <laughs> he might even have like done a, a full on uh, dad move in the insurance commercial and been like, I can't believe the cost it must have taken to replace all this packaging. <laughs> yeah. Well, they probably like, just, you know, put out new ones. They they sold the old ones still, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but like, uh, you know, the world is changing. Sure. That, that's what's going on. I mean, the world is always changing, but like it's always tough on people. You know, like this is uh, uh, the only thing that is not changing is the, you know, fucking changes occurring and it's very tough on us. And you can see there's a lot of misery in the world that is tied to the fact that it is changing. Uh, And, you know, so that dynamic always exists. But these particular changes, it just seems like it's impossible for him to get worked up about them without... Like, you know, unless Tucker Carlson's yelling that, like, the fucking Lando Lakes is coming for your heritage, uh, then, like, it's just really tough for me to him, for me to imagine him being like, the thing that's going wrong in my life is the butter lady's gone. And so I guess, I guess it's like, (sighs) do I think that 
he's just someone who's not interfacing with the world in a healthy way. And so that anger is going to go somewhere and, you know, like it, it would have found something. And so it's not really a big deal that like, uh, these people exist that are telling him that, uh, the Land O'Lakes people hate his way of life or like is, you know, something that would be a five is being turned into a 10 because they're yelling at him. I mean, like, it's his choice to tune in and fucking hear about the Land O'Lakes controversy, you know? Like, like he knew, like, it's not like he only heard, saw one of those stories. Like, he kept on wanting to do this. I don't know. A dopamine hit, though, you know? Definitely, like, uh, just chasing it. But it's really funny, though, because, like, in your scenario, if it would have worked out that way without the changes in the way that the, you know, information ecosystem works... Like you almost have to imagine a guy who's like gets rock hard when he eats the green the green M&M. <laughs> <laughs> like like he just knows that's the hot one. And like he 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 goes through life picking out the green MMs because they make him they make him horny. And he's like, well, how am I that's, I know they didn't change the composition of the MM the tactile one that I then eat, but I know that this is not the same M&M because, you know, <laughs> but if nobody tells you to get mad about it, how would you ever, <laughs> how would you ever arrive at the conclusion that the green M&M no longer makes you hard? <laughs> I mean, that's such a, like, you know, the Land Lakes thing is an interesting example, but like fucking, uh, just, <laughs> This the end to end entire phenomenon is just like all new technology. Like, you know, no one in 1910 was like, what a fucking sexy candy. <laughs> you know, like I they presumably they had advertising and I'm sure that sex sold then, but like it yeah. was not so mutated that they were making pieces of chocolate have fucking high heels. Uh it's so like yeah, stripper the, eyelashes. Like we just have so many mutations since then that like here we are. But like uh. I where could it even go? From the candy being sexy to too sexy to I'm going to blow you up because you made the sex of the candy unsexy. Like this will, like it's not going to stop mutating. Like this story, we'll, we'll be talking about the green M&M for the rest of our lives. And I just, I'm just excited to learn about what the new, the new way is. Because I can honestly see either direction. Like maybe I feel one way about how this school thing will play out in my kid's life. But like I could see... By 2035, I could see the green M&M having massive, and I'm talking massive, mostly exposed titties. <laughs> <laughs> and like just a fucking Megan the Stallion ass with a G-string. Yeah. You know? And she's just like, she like in the ad, she's sitting on a dildo. Like I could see that. <laughs> but I could also see her basically just being pat from SNL. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't have a good read, but I... I don't think it stays in any sort of middle ground. I think this is a brief respite from which, whichever direction this is headed, you know? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I, I just uh, like it. I mean, yeah, I guess I guess that is somewhat what's going on is she's becoming sex like it's it's predictable enough like once like you know people in the 1910s if you tell them one day we're gonna have a sexy m&m i guess they probably would be like that's crazy but 
advertising has been getting more sex-based as we've gone along. So like that's a natural extension. But I think that having it go back the other way is surprising. And then definitely the most surprising thing in the entire chain is that when it went back the other way, someone was so <laughs> mad about unsexing the Eminem that they tried to kill someone. <laughs> like, I think that's the part where they're like, I just, that just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> they're like, uh, so like, was it a war? Like, did they, <laughs> Not did yet. They, did, did the candy company become like a militarized conquering force? <laughs> why are you? Why are you Give taking up arms? Like, no, she's just not that hot anymore. You know, it's uh, it's it's really weird. It's going to be tough for you to understand this. All right, well, good times. I guess we'll have another episode tomorrow. Yeah, go NFL draft. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. <laughs> See, See ya. Man. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.